got TW Takes in the house. TW Takes, what's up? TW Takes podcast. That's Terrible Wrestling Takes podcast. So we'll go through all the monikers. The, uh, the man himself. Bishop over at TW Takes podcast. Absolute legend. He is an Irish New Yorker. Big up Bishop. Bishop <laughs> TW Takes. Shout out to Bishop on that one. Bishop from TW Takes. Matt Bishop from TW Takes. Shout out to TW Takes. TW Takes. Mr. TW Takes. TW Takes. TW Takes. TW Takes. TW Takes. And Takes. TW Takes. Bishop has, you know, on terrible takes. TWT Takes. Terrible wrestling takes. Bishop's terrible wrestling takes. Strictly for Bishop. Shout out to Terrible Wrestling Takes. Cheers, Bishop. TW Takes podcast. Him and his wife, Mrs. TW Takes. We got Mrs. Takes here as well. My wife. Mrs. Takes. She's the sleeper hit. So good. Thank you, wife. Shout out to Mrs. TW Takes. It's a fun back and forth. Such a small part, but so effective. I'm telling you, that's my go-to podcast now. TW Takes. You want here? Terrible Wrestling Takes. Bishop from Terrible Wrestling Takes. Bishop, everybody needs to be listening to you, brother. Bishop, say hello. Oh, shit. Here we go. Live, Wednesday Night Wars. Across YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. No chat on the Facebook, so if you're over on Facebook, let me know through nothing. How about that? Jump over on Twitch or YouTube if you want to chat. Uh, Twitter as well, chat through Periscope. Shouts to Pop Culture Wrestling for our partnership. Appreciate you, TK, over there. Uh, let's get it, man. Wednesday Night Wars. We had a decent Raw. A lot of people didn't uh, think so, but I think when you look at the flow of things, Raw was kind of dope. Um, we had a really good NXT. And fucking, they're doing it again. AEW's coming out the bat with fucking Hangman again. It's weird too, right? Because I've said for a while that Hangman is like probably, to me, the most intriguing wrestler they have. It's a guy that I thought from the beginning would be a star. Um, And the fact that they didn't make him champion right away was crazy to me. Uh, And again, these, these Wednesday Night Wars, they're taking serious, man. AEW finally getting serious in the Wednesday Night War. Coming out strong with Hangman. Uh, but historically, uh, AEW has shit go-home shows to their pay-per-views. Um, and next week is a high-level show for them. It's their blood and gut show. So what we got? Hangman versus Brian Cage to start them off. I'm just going to get into uh, to what I do, man. Shouts to the Ico Pro Award winner, Brian Cage. So much Ico Pro, he's got that, that, uh, that weightlifter belly. Shouts. Yeah, I don't know, man. I saw a lot of a lot of mixed reviews on on Raw, but for me, I felt like Raw. I felt like they did okay. Now it started off trash. All right, let me not stand for Raw. I won't. I won't. I won't be a stand for it. But what I will do is say that when they get into their their stick of things, it's def- it definitely sucks. Like so, starting off Raw, we had Braun Strowman versus uh, Mason T Bar. In a singles match, it ended in a DQ, and then Mason T-Bar win the tag team again. Like, that happened last Monday. This time it opens the show. But it opens the show for the purpose of having Strowman versus McIntyre at the end of the night. So everyone who's like, oh, well, they don't fucking tell stories. Well, that's that's a story in itself. But they dumb it down to, oh, well, they just make them fight so they have a story. Well, they, pick one. Pick one. So the story they decided to tell was that they... Needed to get retribution against the former retribution members, and they fail because it's the other's fault, and now let's fight for it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, allow that to happen. 
You're allowed to allow that to happen. Shouts to Justin Time 211 in the YouTube chat. Back on the battlefront with you as always, homie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We in here. Wednesday Night War. We going at it. We going at it. Again, I hate the fact that they put Hangman up against me. That's it's like the only guy that whenever he's on, I got it. Well, him, Darby Allen, uh, sometimes Sammy Guevara. But with that being said, I found, I, I did find it as gratuitous you know, to have those matches on Raw, but I didn't find it worth complaining about because if you look at the other side of it, when you look at Mason T-Bar, you're taking two guys who had nothing. They're now in the ring against two of the top stars on Raw, holding their own. Now, I did think that, again, there was a little something off about their wrestling, that it's not as fluid as we're used to, especially from T-Bar. But And again, I'm glad they kept their names too. You know, You know what? I'm going to look it up right now. His name in real life is Dominic, no, is Christopher Dijak, okay? His real name, Christopher Dijak. So when he was Donovan Dijak on the Indies, that's one thing, and then Dominic Dijakovic on NXT, and now T-Bar. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let him be T-Bar. Who the fuck cares? His real name is Christopher Dijak. You're You're not clamoring for him to be called fucking Chris Dijak. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, he's it. No, that's just what you know him as. Now you know him as T-Bar. Move on. Respect the work. I do think it needs to tighten up, though. Uh, hopefully, you know, with them getting more wrestling time, uh, it's going to look a little bit better. Uh, there's just something off about how the in-ring shit worked. Nice suplex from Cage uh, on page heading in. Uh, I, you know what else I have a problem with? It feels like their cameras are too close. And it's... I don't know, man. There's There's something about... Everything else looking big in the background in a WWE shot than what happens in a, in an AEW shot. Yeah, Cage, I'm not one to talk about fitness because I know I'm trash, but Cage got something going on. He's, uh, he's exhausted because of all those muscles. All right. Anyway, check this chat real quick. Okay, we're good. Um, yeah, so, so Dijak and... And uh, and uh, uh, Dio Madden as Mason T-Bar, I think it's perfect. I hope they're a tag team for like two more years. I, I really want them to just keep going as a tag team. So they they can build whatever it is that they have, right? Just keep the build going. Keep the build going. Get better. Get better. Get better. And the only way you get better is in ring and time on TV. So let's keep that up. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep that up. Uh, but that's that's the side of that that you have to watch. You know what I'm saying? You can't excuse me. You can't just shit all over them doing shit on Raw and and negate the fact that they're giving time to retribution stars who everyone was like, oh well, you're wasting this, you're wasting that. Well, now they're getting their time. So what? They're fucking Mason T Bar. They gotta win. Uh, New Day and Priest versus Riker, Elias, and Miz. I thought was fun. Um, Let's check Twitter one more time, right? Let's let's hate on fucking tomatoes. Number one, the Miz thinks he's funny. And back in the day, any Muppet baby fans out there? Fozzie Bear, every time a joke bomb, what would happen? They throw tomatoes at him, throw lettuce at him. That's the point. He thinks he's funny and he's not. And to show that, they're going to throw tomatoes at him. Yeah, it's heel type shit, but it's also funny. Because in context, that's what that is. So just fucking take it. It's entertainment. It's entertainment. Fucking seven guys got on TV because of that segment. You're welcome. Like, I don't understand. 
Like the whole point of throwing tomatoes at him is that he thinks he's funny. He's not. Um, the match itself was solid. I'm wondering if there's something up though with uh, uh what's the name with the uh, um, uh, fucking Jesus was it John Morrison? Because Morrison was left off of TV last week, and he was on the sidelines this week. I don't know if anything's going on. Um, I thought they were seeding a breakup, and then they didn't put him on TV last week. So, um, you know, we'll see what the what the full scope of Morrison is at some point in time. But, um, you know, hopefully everything's cool with him. Uh, Sheamus and Umberto, they got into it again. This time, Umberto got the, hand, uh, the heads up on him. Standard 50-50 booking, right? I mean, I'm not I'm not that guy to use the wrestling terms. Um, but in this context, yeah. Justin Sign 211 said, Dude, fuck tomatoes for the reason of not knowing what they are and they're gross. Well, that's on you. That's on you. If you don't like tomatoes, don't eat them. I don't fucking care. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. How about this? They also tried something. And for some people, it works. For some people, it's different. And for some people, they didn't fucking care. So, I get it. Like, it wasn't a great segment, but that's why. You know, um... I... I, Man, I I didn't save the tweet, but somebody said something. And they were like... And it started with, why the fuck this? So I go, this is why the fuck. And they go, yeah, I don't care. I'm like, but you're you're literally asking why the fuck. So when people are like, yo, why the fuck would they do tomatoes? Well, there's your answer. That's the answer. Not Vince likes tomatoes or anything like that. Like, that's in context. That's the psychological reason for using tomatoes. Is it stupid? Yeah. But it's also wrestling, and wrestling's stupid. So don't think that, like, you're out thinking wrestling here. Um, they're well aware of the buffoonery that they're doing. It's not, it's not like they're trying to reinvent the wheel here. They know exactly what's fucked up. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So Seamus and Umberto, you know, at the end of the day, Umberto's not beating Seamus. It's not going to make sense any way, shape or form. So, you know, let that be what it is. Who cares? I, again, I still like newsy Seamus. I do like the fact that he's basically saying, you want to beat me. For, or you want my U.S. title, you have to beat me. Like, you have to beat me in a fight. You have to beat me in a wrestling match. Like, you have to fight me until I can't move anymore. And he keeps laying that challenge out, and I'm all here for it. I think it's a fantastic idea. I think it's working really well. And this newsy Sheamus is just the best look for him. Uh, shouts to AEW for uh, me being on mute, so I missed that entire Kenny promo. Um, meant nothing to me, you know. This Young Bucks versus Seidel's, I can imagine there's going to be one point in this match where something's going to be sold, and that'll be for the three count. Um, and shockingly, the Young Bucks will win. Yeah. Could care less. Orton and Riddle versus Benjamin and Alexander. A really fun match. Really fun match. Um, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, I cannot stand. I said this shit while they're in the Hurt Business. Why are they acting like they're not a team? And then, the first match, they have zero hiccups. They lose. And since then, they've been a fucking unit. I hate it. I hate it. They had an opportunity to be fucking special. And they just said, nah. But hey, we're going to go away from that, and you're still just going to tag like nothing's happening. And they get no mic work. And they have no MVP. What are you doing? What are you doing? 
But the whole match, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, Corey Graves kept spelling it out. He's like, yo, it's going to happen. He's going to turn on him. He's going to turn on him. And it never did. Uh, that's all I'm waiting for. I'm just waiting for the Viper to strike when he feels like it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But, like I said, it was a fun match as far as TV matches go. I mean, that's what you want from a TV match. It's just a good old, good wrestling match. I'd like to see Benjamin Alexander get some more wins, push back towards that tag team title scene, because Orton and Riddle aren't going to be there. And if they are, I'm, I'm, I'll be super surprised. Um, he just went from, what, U.S. champion to nah and not push to the next level, so they have to attach him to Orton to get to the next level. Um, I don't think anybody's going to buy it, by the way. I don't think anybody's going to buy Riddle as a as a heavyweight champion. I just don't see it. A couple more things before I get into my big, terrible wrestling takes of this. Again, terrible wrestling takes brought to you by Pop Culture Wrestling. Also, TWTakesPodcast.com, TWTakesPodcast.com, slash TWTs, where you find dope shirts like you see behind me. Now all to you. Uh, shouts to, to Marsh for the logo. We give our creators props over here. We give our artists credit over here. Fuck Chelsea Green. I'll say it. I don't give a fuck. And fuck Matt Cardona too, since he's fucking her. I don't care. All that shit was played out whack. All that shit was played out dumb whack. I, I fucking hated it. And then there's people trying to stick up for it. I'm like... I think that's what that that tweet was. It's like uh, somebody sticking up for Chelsea Green, and I'm like, here's here here's a terrible fucking lifestyle take. I don't care. I really don't care. Um, I know what respect is, and if somebody does something for you, you say thank you, and you give them credit for that. Um, I've given people credit when they don't deserve it. You know, I've I've done things just for the sake of. And and they weren't seeking credit. Um, I always give Marsh credit for the graphics. Marsh has done everything digital for me as far as graphics go, as far as design goes. Because he's, number one, he goes, uh, your logos suck. Let me see if I can make something up. Like, that's, that's what's up. And then when it comes through, I go, yo, Marsh did that for me. Because that's what you're supposed to do. So shout out to Wrestling on the Rocks, the homie Marsh, the whole crew over there. Uh, that fancy five pack behind me. Yeah, he got it. He got it. That's my guy. That's my guy. You know, and 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 this is what we do. We support each other. But you support everybody. Nobody does this shit by themselves. Shout out to Sami Zayn. He was on Renee's podcast. Shout out to Oral Sessions. Everybody loves a good oral session. He was on there saying the the notion of having to do this by yourself is it's a farce. Like there's always someone there to help you. Whether for me when I started this podcast, I didn't do it by myself. I did most of the work by myself, but Anchor did it. Anchor distributed my podcast everywhere. Shouts to Anchor. Why wouldn't I put a, an ad out for them every episode? If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have done it. Shouts to Justin Time 211. He said, I mean, Marsh kills it with the fan art. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's got an eye for graphic design. I don't know if that's you know what he used to do for a full-time job. I know, for one, he, he absolutely loves it. Uh, at one point in time, he was doing digital work, but nonetheless, like... You don't do anything by yourself. And if somebody is nice enough to hook you up with something dope and you use it, why wouldn't you want that person to have success? Well, you wouldn't if you're an asshole. You wouldn't. And you know what? I am an asshole. But that's my disposition by nature. I'm also a sweetheart. You get to know me, we'll be fine. That's the X side of me. 
I don't trust people. I fucking hate people because of shit like Chelsea Green did. I hate people. Why would I reach out to you and give you give you the love and get none back? Now, I'm the asshole for asking for it. Fuck out of here. I'd rather just not do it for you. That's why I say I do this podcast for me. But then I got people like, shout to Justin Time 211, Graham, uh, BC Mendoza, Just the Wrestling 5, uh, Red Fox, Night of Living Podcast, Marsh, Matt, Good Cop, Bad Cop, my guys over at Chat Grappling Cheap Pops, JB and Chris Dredd, and countless others for all the phenomenal feedback that comes through. I do this for me, though. If y'all stop listening, I would still do this for me. I don't want you to stop listening. And if I do something that you don't like, let me know. Let me know. You got an idea? Fuck it. And you know what happens? Just in time, 211. He's the fucking Twitter co-host. Why? Why? Because I'm not going to be on here taking credit for somebody else's shit. Hello? Decency. Humanity. Just simple. Simple fucking thank yous out there. Just in time, 211 went from Twitter co-hosting to on-air co-hosting. I haven't listened back to the Good Cop, Bad Cop episode with you yet. Um, it's I'm still having some difficulties with, with listening to stuff. Um, but it, I, I'm i going to. That's, that's a no-brainer. Three of my guys out there fucking doing their thing. You know, that's what we do. We give the people who give a shit about us credit. Our side of the IWC. Our side of fucking humanity. Our side of this bullshit. Fuck all that, man. I'm not doing this. And then fucking... I check people trying to uh, stick up for Chelsea Green for being an asshole. I'm like, you don't get it. You don't get it. The guy wasn't even asking for a come up. He's like, yo, can you just shout out my graphic that you keep using? Just tag me? And then the bitch in less than 24 hours ends up putting it up there after dude was hounding her. It's like, credit where credit's due. No, it's simple. Yo, my bad for letting this get out of hand. Can you can you uh, show my boy some love? Whoever it was. None of that. And if it did, it came out after I gave a fuck about looking at it. But she did finally shout the dude out, but without an on-air apology. And she doesn't even have to apologize to that guy, to us. Apologize to us for letting it get out of hand so you don't look like a fucking dick. Anyway. Anyway, back on track here. TWTakesPodcast.com for all audio platforms. TWTakesPodcast.com slash TWTs. TWTakesPodcast.com slash international. That's where you get European fulfillment on merch through the Teespring site. Uh, check it out. Show it love. Um, you know, new products coming soon. I say that shit all the time, but realistically, I got to get through vacation before I can go full bore into this again and even maybe even wait until the summer. Until my schedule resets again. So, well, when you live in life and doing this on the side, you know what I'm saying? It uh, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. So, I try to do the best I can for y'all while doing this for me. And uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. One day, this shit's going to uh, be a, 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 well, a well-designed ship. And we're going to fly. We're going to fly. Uh, again, shout-outs to Justin Time 211 in the YouTube chat. Uh, riding with you and everyone else all the way. Absolutely. Our side of the IWC is that shit. Uh, we do dope shit over here. I, You know, and real quick before I read the next one, I see people in who, who joined our side of the IWC and was like, yo, I thought wrestling Twitter was going to be crazy. Uh, but it's so nice over here. Yeah, because you found our side. Shouts to Graham for that. Graham's the one who brings us together 
and then everyone gets filtered out from there. The people who jump in who really don't come through one of us and they kind of just like find a, a thread to jump on, they don't last long. They don't last long. Again, shout out to Justin Time 211 YouTube chat. I legit re-listened to the Good Cop, Bad Cop episode with you uh, and the guys before I record with them. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, they're, they're awesome, man. You know, there's a lane for everybody out here. I'm trying to do this Wednesday Night War shit because fuck it. <laughs> you know, I, I got to I gotta navigate the scene properly. You know, do me while having everyone else do them. You know, I'm, I'm trying to... I'm trying to get out there, man. I'm trying to get out there. Keep this keep this ball rolling. But uh but let's move forward, man. Let's get back to Raw real quick. Uh where where I left off? I left off at uh, 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 Orton and Benjamin. So let me get through the Nia Shayna, Ray Ripley, Oscar Naomi Lana. Okay? We had the champs versus the contenders. Not a problem with the setup. I didn't mind it. And you know, the best way to kind of use all of them, right? Get them all on TV. Give them an opportunity to go. I thought we did have some uniqueness in how the champs were revolving with each other. Uh, Rega kind of playing this, uh, I'm the women's champ. I don't really have to fight kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like she was doing that, picking her spots. You can see because she she uh, she pinned Lana. You know, she wasn't going after Naomi. She wasn't going after Asuka like that unless it was an opportune time. And I thought that was very, very well done. Very well done. And y'all got to get off a Naya, man. I'm telling you, on this podcast, every single fucking time, I will give credit where credit is due. I have bashed Naya for being a, a, a very seemingly uncareful performer. Yet, every step of the way with Lana, she took care of Lana, and you can see it. You can see the way she took Carolina. Her and Lana found a way to make everything they did look vicious. And Lana still come back every week with a smile on her face. And they, they went and did the work together. Now Nia is here being the butt of the joke. And she's doing it fucking phenomenally. Is it great? No. It's not. But it's also wrestling. So it's here for fun. You got, you got Nia fucking... Make, she makes fun of Mandy coming out of WrestleMania for slipping once. A little bit. And then Nia's been slipping nonstop since. It's fucking awesome. Okay? You eat your words. You're the bully. You, you eat your words. It's great. It's great. Is it is it silly? Yeah, it's also wrestling. So during the match, uh, Mandy and Dana come out, hiding a bucket of water. They splash Shayna. And they threw the whole fucking bucket at her. Hysterical. So Nia comes over to that shit and she slips again. It was great. It was great. It was absolutely great. Only problem I had is that Nia still factored in to the win. You know what I mean? Like, damn, I thought maybe like this would kind of take them out. But they look strong at the end of the match, as champions should. So I'm not mad at that. Alright? I'm not mad at that. Now, again... Lana put Nia through nine tables. This is Nia's turn to look the fool. Have fun. Okay? If it ain't for you, let it ride. All the Young Bucks versus fucking Everize adjacent, the Seidel brothers. He didn't even kick out. He didn't even kick out. They blew that. Bet you won't show a replay. Bet you won't show a replay. Oh, please show a replay. 
Is that not something AEW does? They don't do uh they don't do replays. This is so stupid. That was pretty cool, but why was he just sitting there the whole time? Yo, have you ever seen somebody who's not twins but always look like twins? I find that hysterical. Um, all right, let's jump back to, or I guess coming out of that, uh, shouts to to Daddy Deville, man. She uh, what the fuck? Punched him in the dick, and then they did something stupid to the camera. Uh, that's your favorite tag team. Anyway, all right. So shout out to Sonya. She uh she sneaks Charlotte in the back door. Great. She uh she walks up to Mandy and was like, "Yo, Charlotte needs a match tonight." Uh, and it's you talking the shit. Carry over from you know pre WrestleMania last year. So shouts. Um, what she did with Charlotte, I thought was fucking phenomenal. Now hear me out. Again, credit where credit's due, right? Can't stand Charlotte and everything she does. The person on the mic, the person in the ring does not click. Ever, ever, ever. As Marsh says, not one person she faces is better afterwards. Um, Someone he was mentioning last night on his show, um, I can't remember who it was, but I was actually thinking of Carmella. Carmella beat her twice, and it took Carmella to do her own thing afterwards to build her entire character while she was holding the title. I beat Charlotte twice. I beat Charlotte twice. And it had Carmella's build after that to get us to buy in. It wasn't even the work she did with Charlotte that made her that. Rhea sat on the shelf for fucking like four months last year before she had to rebuild through her own. So anyway, anyway. Huge disconnect with Charlotte. Then last week, I told my wife, I said it on here, I said this is going to be the start of the best Charlotte we will ever see. So Charlotte returns without being suspended, right? If you don't miss one show, are you really suspended, right? Unless they get paid every day. So maybe she missed one week's worth of pay, right? She didn't have to show up for practice or anything like that, right? So she comes in. She goes into the ring with the referee, and she has to apologize. And in the acceptance of the apology, the referee admits his mistakes, and Charlotte has the brilliant idea of making the ref apologize to her. And I go, God damn it, that's what I'm talking about. Admit that you're wrong, make it someone else's fault. That's the only way you can lose, is if you admit that you're wrong, but it's somebody else's fault. If you keep losing that way, you are now putting the actions to the words. I'm better than everyone, and I'm going to prove it, but why are you doing this to me? You know what I mean? She always, she plays victim, yet she wins all the time, right? She plays victim, but she wins all the time. I hate it. You can't be victim and a winner at the same time. It doesn't work. That's the disconnect. So Charlotte does these things her way, right? She apologized like an asshole to the ref and then ended up... (laughs) She just turned that asshole quotient up just a little bit, making him apologize to her, right? But then she said, good boy. And as soon as she said, good boy, I'm like, no, no. She just... You just need to stick your nose in the air... And and 
throw it at us subliminally that you know you have him on the hook. He's now yours. To say good boy, you're now putting yourself on another pedestal that no one else is allowed to reach. That's the disconnect. That's the disconnect. He could have whispered, she, sorry, Charlotte could have whispered to to Sonia, have him hold the ropes for me. He goes and does it on Sonia's accord. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. When you when you have the complete disconnect, the holier than thou, above all disconnect, when the adversity happens, yet you happen it you win in spite of, instead of actually going through it, that's the disconnect. She needs to go through the adversity, overcome it, and then we can see something. But every fucking time adversity hits, she wins right away. Right away. I think the last time she lost was when her dad held her foot. You know what I mean? Like, a, a, and that's not like, has she had a real loss? Does the Royal Rumble count as a real loss? Like, I don't. I, anyway, those forced moments of having Charlotte say, Good boy. Making him hold the ropes. That's the disconnect. You don't need that. You don't need that forced moment. Have her stay in character. And then move. So she gets into the match with Mandy Rose. Again, the disconnect. The match wasn't bad. Okay? Wasn't bad. But. She won the match. They had an easy out. A fucking easy out. The ref gets in the way in the corner. And he's like, my bad, my bad. Her complaining at him. And finding a way to lose. She now blames him for getting in the way. But it's her fault for being distracted. And not putting her eyes back on Mandy Rose. That's the adversity. That's where she's now allowed to be an asshole. You can't win and then come on the because if she comes on Monday and goes, you fucked me up again, ref, uh, Eddie Orenga, I think it is. You messed up again. I could have lost, but you didn't. But you didn't. There's plenty of people out there who bust their ass as hard as she does and have to lose every single week and try to make something of it. She's not losing and tries to make something of it when you don't have to. You won. You won in spite of. That's the disconnect. Don't win. Lose because of it. Lose because of it. Like, she she attacked the ref last week and made it his fault for getting attacked. That's what you do. But you can't win and have to go through this. It just... I don't know, man. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I've bashed Charlotte to the high heavens. Number one Charlotte basher over here. Because it doesn't make sense. They're giving us 85% of what makes sense. That final 15 makes zero sense. And it's the most important part. Lose the match because of the adversity and then blame the same person. But you cannot win and blame. You cannot win and blame. 
How many times you see a team win the win the Super Bowl and blame the refs? No, they didn't affect the game. They won. They won. Basketball teams don't win in seven and go, yeah, we should have won in five because of the refs. They don't do that. They don't do that. Golfers don't go, man, I would have won by 12 strokes, but the rain. They go, man, the rain was tough, but we all had to battle through it. And at the end of the day, I got the win. Now, maybe that's humility. I don't think so. I honestly think what that is, is just reality. You can't keep saying that the ref fucked you over and you don't get fucked over. Doesn't make sense. So had Mandy won the match, Charlotte could come out and continue to beef with the referee. You continue with the beef with the referee because he keeps fucking her over. But she keeps winning. So she's not getting fucked over. That's the problem. That's the problem. If I had commercials, I would go to it right there. All right, next up, I have Alexa Bliss on Alexa's Playground. And at first, I was like, you know what? Let me break this down and think about it before I give it a real a real go. And I said, you know what? No. Let me take it as it's given to me. So I took it, and I go, you know what? It actually makes sense. We don't know what's going on with Bray, Okay. That's number one. I've seen some people on Twitter go, uh, quite a few. Uh, Alexa, I believe Justin's one of them too. Uh, Bray had a great character. Why is it just now Alexis? Because we don't know what Bray's doing. Bray's not on TV, so we can't judge what Bray's doing. But as Alexa said, Lily made me do it. Lily was inside me all the time, but it took the fiend to bring her out. And then she told the story. And she moved on. She didn't mention The Fiend. Why? Because it's not about The Fiend anymore. It's about Alexa and Lily. And she said this week that she is going to do what she does. And Lily's going to make her do it. So at the end of it, it shouldn't be Alexa stole this from Bray or WWE can't figure it. No, this is at the end of it is, well, what's Lily going to make Alexa do? That's what's coming out of this. That's what's coming out of this. You can't you can't blame Bray or WWE or anything like that. They built this. They built this Alexa. And let's say let's say Bray wants to be done with the Fiend gimmick. Do you know that? Tell me. Do you know that? I'll wait. Cuz nobody knows. Nobody knows. So you don't know. If Bray is done with the Fiend. You don't know if Bray Bray gave the blessing for this Alexa character to go. You don't know. So take what you're getting on TV and move forward. Is Alexa executing Alexa's playground with Lily? Is it coming off proper? In my opinion, terrible wrestling take. You call it that if you want. I don't fucking care. It is. It is. It's coming off just fine. There's nothing wrong with what Alexa's doing. It's working. It's actually building to her own shit. She fucked the fiend over. Lily was awoken inside of her. She's moving forward. Now, if the fiend comes back and wants to put Alexa in her place, I'm here for it. But I don't fantasy book. So I can't tell you what that is. I can tell you that if it does happen, it'll be fucking dope. 
Why? Because everything they've done so far is dope. But if Bray's not around, you can't tell me that what they're doing with Alexa is the wrong fucking thing. If anything, it's keeping The Fiend alive the same way it was before. And to my bigger point, The Fiend has nothing to do with it. This is now Lily and Alexa. Because as Alexa said, Lily's been there all along. So what's Lily going to make her do in WWE? What bitch is she going to push off the handlebars or whatever the fuck she said? You know what I'm saying? Who's she going to go after? Is this going to start low level and build up to Rhea? Or is she going to go right after Rhea? Or is she going to start with Asuka? Green Mist versus Black Shit. What's it going to be? You tell me. I don't know. Because I don't fantasy book. I don't work for WWE. Contrary to nobody's belief. I'm not going to be out here fucking thinking I know everything. Alexa Bliss in Alexa's Playground with Lily. Is it working? Yes. Yes. Lily was awoken inside of her because the Fiend showed her that that darkness was there all along. I don't need you. You think I need you? I proved to you at WrestleMania that you need me. Because when I show you I'm willing to sacrifice myself, you're vulnerable, you lose. Done. Done. Alexa is now moving on with the power of Lily behind her. Ta-da! That simple. That fucking simple. So what's Lily going to make Alexa do? We'll find out. Stay tuned. You know what I'm saying? Stay tuned. So that's my thought on the Alexa stuff. I just I hate when people shit on, on, on stuff that's on TV. Like, it's, it's on TV. Is it going to be on next week? Probably. So, see what happens next week. And then see what happens the week after that. But if you're going to continue to shit on it, then you're the problem. Stop watching. Is the inspiration for Lily and what's happening from Bray Wyatt? 1,000%. 1,000%. Is it taking it away from Bray? Well, we don't know because Bray's not on TV. Is Bray still going to have the Fiend in the Funhouse? We don't know because Bray's not on TV. Last we saw, he had a completely uh, redecorated Funhouse. And then he said, we have to make some changes. So, who the fuck cares? Take what you're getting on TV. If you like it, move on. You don't like it, stop. And if you're not sure how to feel it, stop making up reasons to hate it. Take it in a vacuum. Is what Alexa's doing with Alexa's Playground working for the character? Does it make you feel like all bullshit vacuum, just the segment itself, watch it in isolation, is what Lily, is what the potential of what Lily can make Alexa do intriguing? I think so. I would love to see what Lily's going to make Alexa do. Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre. Here's my problem. Anytime Braun is in high stakes, he loses with the quickness. Um, I don't trust him being in a spot where he can get to the title quick. Um, remember when Bobby had to, like, it was either beat Braun for number one contender or Braun had a shot at getting the match or whatever it was. He beat Braun in like three minutes, right? I don't know what Braun's deal is, but look, he won. That's fine. In order for Braun to be taken seriously, he needs a Roman-style run. Now, nobody's going to do what Roman's doing. That's facts. But what Braun can do is be a monster. He can be menacing. He can be stoic. And he can be straight to the point. 
If he just stands there, title on his shoulder, and said, come and prove it. Anybody talking shit to him, I'll see you in the ring. And just do what he does in the ring, that's fine. I don't need him to scream, get these hands. I don't need him to be a professional wrestler. I don't. He's too big for me to watch him professional wrestle. I need to see him be a badass ass kicker. I don't need him to be a professional wrestler. So if he's got... Because is Roman a pro wrestler? Do you see Roman as a pro wrestler? Yeah, he gets in there. He does a lockup. He does a headlock and all that shit. But at the end of the day, you have to beat Roman. Braun goes out and, and he like bests himself. Because he's trying to wrestle people. Stop trying to wrestle people. Be Braun. Be a big fucking dude. Who can knock people over. Bust people's ass. Give him the ass whooping. I just... I, I don't see why they continue to put him in these spots. And they don't give him an opportunity to kind of roam in things. Where he can just continue to run through the competition. And just kick ass. Without, without Braun getting an opportunity... To do what Roman's doing. He'll never be taken seriously. He beat Goldberg and nobody cared. Now then again. It was during the uh, the pandemic. So. Whatever. But. His first feud was with The Fiend. You know what I'm saying? Like, And everybody loves The Fiend. So what, what was he supposed to do? So that's my thoughts on that. I, I don't think he's going to win the title. It's also not for me to decide. Also there's a pay-per-view coming up. WrestleMania Backlash. Marsh and I got to get together on that. Do a watch along. See how we can uh, coordinate that. We haven't talked about it. I got vacation coming up. Speaking of vacation, no brunch with Bishop this Saturday. No Wednesday Night Wars next week. I'll let AEW have the night to themselves. They can uh, they can have blood and guts all to themselves. I'm not going to compete with that. And that's what you do properly, right? You know, you fight the battles you think you can win. You know? You tell me the Young Bucks are going to wrestle on Wednesdays? I think I can win that. It's Orange Cassidy versus Penta matches. Uh, a match of who's going to go when. You know? he <laughs> Orange Cassidy just did a reversal of a suplex into a stunner. That made zero sense. And then just did a DDT off the top rope. He jumped to Penta. Did a... This is so stupid. Did a DDT by grabbing uh, his side and head. And then every time Cassidy runs off the ropes, Penta leans down to catch him uh, way too soon. Anyway, the Drew McIntyre side of the, the Braun Strowman match, I'm going to tell you this right now. And again, I heard Marsh talking about this last night on his show. I am the number one off the Drew McIntyre bandwagon from the beginning of this Drew McIntyre push. At the Royal Rumble. When everyone was like, oh my god, Brock Lesnar eliminated 10 people. And Drew McIntyre looks so strong for eliminating him. Um, no, he doesn't. Okay? In my book, Brock was fucking tired from being in there and eliminating so many people. Plus, Ricochet helped. Remember that? So I didn't see the strength in McIntyre in the Royal Rumble that everyone else did. But I played along. And I took what was given to me on TV. And I never bought it. Not once. And then during the whole Randy thing, I'm like, mm, no. He always always beat Bobby too quick. During the whole Randy thing, I was on here criticizing that shit. You can go back and check the tapes. And now I see more people than ever off the Drew McIntyre bandwagon. And I'm like, hey, 
welcome aboard because the number one thing that Drew doesn't do is resonate. Whatever it is that he's doing or talking about, I don't feel the energy. I don't feel the believability. And I think, I, you know, I judged his belly-to-belly suplex the other day, I don't know, a week or two ago. And somebody was trying to correct me on it. I'm, I stand by it. He leans back. Somebody rushes to him. He puts one arm around him and the other one on their stomach to push them over his head. He's not grabbing them and throwing them over his head. It looks stupid. It looks stupid. And he's supposed to be a six foot five, hairy, scary Irish uh, Scottishman. And when he sets up the claymore, he squats down to below the second rope. That's not a big, scary dude. That is not big and scary. That is a six foot five dude trying to be an athlete, trying to do the most athletic moves he can. And it doesn't work. When Sheamus does his flying knee, uh, jumping off the top rope and things like that, they're in moments. They're in moments. But it seems like the entire match, that fucking, uh, that McIntyre is trying to be like this super athlete at his size. And it's not him. It's not him at all. Strowman looks better moving faster than McIntyre does. There's something impressive when Strowman is running around the ring. I don't feel that way. Maybe McIntyre looks too lean, so it looks like he's trying to be a big version of a smaller performer. And I, I don't know. Whatever it is, it doesn't work. It's never worked for me. I, I, and I really don't like it. So I'm all the way out on Drew. All the way out. He's, he's never clicked for me one bit. So... Look, keep doing it. Keep putting them on TV. I'm good. I don't see it. And the biggest problem of all of this for me, I'll tell you this, for a fact. I've been saying it at home and not on air. I've, I've questioned Marsh on this as well. Why the fuck are you waiting so long for Bobby Lashley to get on TV? They don't bring up his name. They don't, they don't put up a graphic. They don't, they don't give them a mic. Nothing. Until an hour and a half in. And then we hear, okay. And then he's on TV for 15 fucking seconds. They give him no fucking love and he's your champ. Meanwhile, McIntyre's getting all this time. So you're telling me, as a fan watching, let's say I'm a casual viewer. I still don't even see you telling me that Bobby Lashley is all the way up at the top of the mountain. And Drew has to crawl his way back up that mountain to go get uh, Bobby Lashley. You're not even telling me that. You're just telling me that Drew McIntyre is number one contender so he can get his title back. From who? We don't see him. We don't see Bobby Lashley. Put him on fucking TV. It's your champion. Treat him like one. And he fucking looks like one. I don't get it. I don't get it. Bobby Lashley's never on TV. It's a fucking shame. It's a fucking shame. He wins the title. Gets a revamped entrance with the the lightning, the electricity, all this shit. Leading into Mania, he's telling everybody, you fucking take out McIntyre, I'll give you the spot at WrestleMania. He's looking like this boss. Coming out of WrestleMania, it looks like dog shit. It's not on TV. It's all about McIntyre. I'm good. You know, the difference between when they said Roman was being shoved at our throats and what's happened with Charlotte and McIntyre is that Roman actually had to build 
a character through wrestling matches. And, and during those matches, if you go back and watch, number one, the crowd was really dig- digging. Number two, he was showing growth and reasons to give a shit behind him winning. Which is why the Brock match at uh, 31, WrestleMania 31, was so fucking good. And I thought it was ruined by Seth. I get it. Uh, the, the spectacle of the cash-in makes it one of the greatest of all time. And how it was done, but it so fucking see-through. The guy was in at Royal Rumble. Seth was at Royal Rumble as the Money in the Bank holder, showcasing his talents against John Cena and Brock Lesnar. Why wouldn't he cash in at WrestleMania? Everything Drew is going through is not enough for me to give a shit. Never has been. I am number one in wanting to give a shit. I've been telling you for the last two weeks, this Charlotte character is so fucking close to me giving a shit, but she wins. And when she wins, it negates all the complaining, all the bullshit. I'm a 13-time champ, and I never get opportunities. You got fucking 13 of them, and you won. Probably another 8 or 10 of them that she lost. She's always in them. Now she's saying she's the opportunity. But now she keeps getting fucked over, but she's winning, so she's not getting fucked over. It's fucking stupid. Fucking stupid. Everything with McIntyre is fucking stupid. I think Samuel Guevara would do great in NXT. Alright, so that's enough for Raw. Overall, I'm telling you, overall, Raw was a fun show. It was threaded really well. It was the... It was the the, the outcomes of the matches that didn't make sense. That's all. As the stories were building, some of the things they did, I, I thought it was done really well. I thought it was a good Raw. Not worth complaining about. Especially when you take it for what was put on TV. You want to complain about the Bliss segment? You're just being a dick. In my opinion. Call it a terrible wrestling take. I don't care. That's what I'm here for. Alright. Let's move on to NXT. Dope ass show, man. NXT really does put it together. They do in two hours. Just a fucking phenomenal job. And what's crazy is that SmackDown... SmackDown has two hours as well. And the wrestlers on TV feel more important than the wrestlers on NXT. But we get so much more meat on the bone in NXT. There's so many more stories to give a shit about in NXT than there is in on SmackDown. And that's crazy. Same amount of time. They brought Xia back, baby. NXT, they brought Xia back. Cut the fucking uh, the Death Row promo. They had the fucking <laughs> the black screen with just their faces, man. And the presence of them to come. Like, it's fucking A. Fucking A. The Swerve promo. Just to announce that they're going to have a false Count Anywhere match. Yes. Yes. All of that. And I, I tell you, I hate this Swerve character. I think it's dumb. I think it's dumb. I think the swag that he puts out feels so forced. That bad guy swag feels so forced. I don't like it. I think it's dumb. But. The promo and what they're getting to and the words he's saying, the context in which he's saying them makes sense. So we're having Swerve Scott and Leon Ruff at a fucking street fight. All right? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. And that's not something that the little guys do, right? No offense. No offense. But you know what I'm saying? The cruiserweights. They don't do that. Well, they're doing that this week or next week, I believe it is. Uh, If I'm wrong, it might be two weeks. Actually, it might be two weeks. I don't remember. Either way. 
Then they had the Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. I hate it. <laughs> Cameron Grimes. <laughs> Too much. Too much. Because as you saw at the end of that segment, when DiBiase did his thing, everybody's got a price. There was always more of the character. There's always more of the character that mattered than the gimmick of the character. That's my problem. Grimes is so much the gimmick and the laughing and the bullshit that I'm like, ugh, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need all the character. I need the meat. I need the depth. Give me the dope promo because I know he can promo. Tell me. Hey, I'm about to go in here, take my Bitcoin money, all that GameStop. Shit, I'm going to go buy me a $500,000 watch. And then do the laughing stuff. But it's also gimmick than actually the character. It's like, it's disconnect. And then it ended with DiBiase. And DiBiase's like, yeah, it's a good watch, but it's no million dollar watch. And then hit him with the laugh. But he didn't laugh the whole time he was saying it. That's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. That's how special this stuff could be. GYV had a, a promo as well. And then... Uh, Chopper and Thatcher came out, a little bit of a brawl, and they were standing tall over top of GYV. I like it. It's secondary tag team storytelling, has nothing to do with the tag team titles. That's the kind of shit that we're not even getting on SmackDown. That's what I'm talking about. They fit so much into two hours. They're building stories within two hours, and, and SmackDown doesn't do that. Raw doesn't do that. And they're, they're building the women's tag title scene. They're building a secondary women's feud while building the, the women's championship feud. That's how good they are. That's how good they are. So good. So good. That the main point of the show, the main point of the show had nothing to do with the NXT Men's Championship. And nobody cared. You fucking kidding me? You fucking kidding me? You you, you hear Finn Balor or, or Karrion Cross or, or Kyle O'Reilly say anything? No, Adam Cole did a fucking horrendous vignette as if he's bigger than everything, which is the character. So shouts. I didn't enjoy it because I want to be entertained and I'm not entertained by an asshole. And that's the point. I get it. But... I wanted some this fucking pinnacle and uh, uh, inner circle thing still going. This is stupid. Anyway, I got on no volume, so I don't understand. But no, the the whole show revolved around everything except for the men's title. How great is that? And nobody cares. Nobody cares. The cruiserweight and tag titles ended the show. How cool is that? How cool is that? They would never end the show. With the tag titles and U.S. title. The tag titles and Intercontinental title on SmackDown. Champions got to end the show. No. No. I thought it was so well done. Such a good NXT. Um, let's get into some of the matches. Starts off Mercedes Martinez versus Dakota Kai. Look, I'm the biggest Mercedes Martinez fan. Not really, but I am. You know what I'm saying? Like Every time she's on TV, I'm like, shouts. She can wrestle. She's so good. Not going to have a bad match. Now, perfect way to start the night. I'll tell you that much. I didn't even know it was going to kick off the night. 
Starts out, we're having a really fun match. They have a little hiccup in the beginning, but I thought Dakota Kai looked phenomenal the entire match. Again, she's definitely the Dolph Ziggler of, of NXT. I mean, men's or women's. She doesn't have a bad match with anyone. She just looks outstanding every match. Dakota Kai is just fucking top shelf. Hopefully one day she gets a, a run with the women's title. Um, so we'll see. Because for me, you know, I was I was concerned that she would get fed to the challenger, right? Like she is now the buffer like Jey Uso is for Roman. But that's not the case. She had a fantastic match. Mercedes starts to look amazing. Um, she's the vet, does a great job, looking like a viable contender for Raquel Gonzalez, right? But then Raquel factors into the finish of the match, showing that she still cares about Dakota and doesn't want Mercedes to succeed. That's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. She did such a great job at not getting, not allowing Mercedes to get momentum leading into whenever it is that they're going to fight. And she's going to continue to do that so Mercedes can't get the one-up when it comes time for them to have the match. It's, it's perfect storytelling. Perfect storytelling. And they're not showing dissension between Dakota Kai and Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez. It may come later. It should. I mean, that's the whole point, right? But if not, and you're building this heat, or this, uh, not heat, um, um, see, it's a fucking wrestling term. So stupid. You're building the strength of the two of them together. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I thought Raquel factoring into the finish was absolutely perfect. Next match we had, another women's match. Is that fucking right? Fucking right. Tony Storm versus Zeta Ramir. Tony Storm being distracted by Zoe Stark, and I'm like, perfect. That's the match we need. Said she's going to punish this rookie, put her in her place, and move on and beat the shit out of Zoe Stark when she gets a chance. She gets her opportunity to hit the Storm Zero. I was like, nah, I'm going to beat the shit out of her a little bit more. So Zoe Stark comes out and is like, yo, don't do that. Zeta Ramir gets the upper hand, heads to the top rope, and hit one of the craziest shooting star presses of all time. She fucking jumped so high in the air. I was like, what the fuck? Like, it, it went from... Holy shit, this looks dangerous to what the fuck just happened so quick. Zayn Ramirez got the fucking win. Tony Storm looked the fool. So the match between her and Zoe Stark is going to be that much more brutal. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. So good. So good. They, they allowed Zayn Ramirez to look phenomenal. Uh, and it was particularly a short match, too. But Zoe Stark versus uh, Tony Storm is going to be really good when that comes to. So, shouts. Shouts all around. Prosperity versus Austin Theory, I thought was just as good as it always is. Uh, somebody put on Twitter the the splash from last year and this year. And the fact that they didn't sync it up bothered me a little bit. But, same result, man. Fucking tsunami, tsunami. Uh, Reed beats Theory. Moxley put Omega in the sleeper. And Kingston put a chair on Omega's ankle. Now Don Callis and Eddie Kingston are talking back and forth. You have the opportunity to fucking smash his ankle. Oh, they're pretending. Oh, this is so stupid. It's not. I'm not listening to it, so I don't know. But 
where's all the goons from uh from the elite? Why isn't that happening? I do like Mox and Kingston together though. Swag matches swag. Anyway, Bronson Reed versus Austin Theory, uh, just as good as it always is. They they do a fantastic job together. I thought that uh, the power that Bronson Reed showed uh, is fitting of who his character is. Um, and look, I, I said it back when they had the, what was it, the five-man ladder match or whatever it was. He should have won back then, you know? And, and whatever it is that they're doing to get him there, it's all fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all fine. I, I, I don't understand why... Uh, they they wait to do things, but it's their call, right? So I can't judge and ask for what I want. Uh, and they've done they they they've done right by Bronson Reed. They've kept him off of TV or away from scenarios to make him look like the fool when it comes to shit like this. So now that he's in this spotlight, it's their turn to put him in place to be U.S. champion or uh, North American champion. Sorry. So we'll see. You know, we'll see if he gets his opportunity. Uh, during the match, Dexter Loomis came out to to chase down Indy Hartwell because earlier in the night, uh, flowers were sent and Ty, uh, Ty sorry, uh, Frankie Monet told uh, Shotzi and Ember Moon that the flowers were from Dexter Loomis. So Indy Hartwell was all upset and pissed off. So when they came, when the way came out for Austin Theory's match, she was just moping around. Dexter Loomis came out was trying to prove himself to her that that wasn't the case. Um, Loomis any Hartwell stuff, the what do you call it, the index, that the index isn't landing properly. Just let it build. Let it build. It, it's gonna get there. We're gonna get the on screen kiss. We're gonna get the the Macho Man Elizabeth, you know, where the will they, won't they? Finally it happens. Um, you know, not that we're gonna care about both of them the way we do Macho Man Elizabeth, of course, but you know what I'm saying. We'll get that moment, it'll happen, it'll be dope. Uh and then we move, you know what I'm saying? No big deal. But the way needs to break up. I'm not feeling them. And, uh, you know, it'll be what it is. Just, just in time, 211 YouTube chat says, Would love to see Reed win the North American Championship, even though it still seems designated for Loomis, which either way, I'm all for. It's just time to get it off the title of Gargano. Yeah, yeah, look, I'll tell you what, though. Um, hear me out. Like I said earlier, with, with them building these championship storylines... Contender storylines, nothing to do with contender storylines. What's the chance that Reed takes the North American title and everything that happens with Loomis and the Way just happens between Loomis and the Way? Has nothing to do with any title whatsoever. So Loomis just won't be in that title scene. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because if he has a story with Johnny Gargano in the Way, there's no reason to have him be champion. He has a story with, regardless of how people think of Gargano, I mean, it's like people that hated Bret Hart back in there, hated Shawn Michaels. Like, when you have a story with the top guy, it doesn't matter. When people were hating on Roman Reigns, they missed all the great work that Strowman and Bray were doing. I mean, Roman helped make those guys who they are. No offense to them on their own. But when they were hating on Roman so much, they were missing the fact that Bray and Strowman got better. So when people hate on Gargano... But don't recognize that you now care about a Leon Ruff-Swerve-Scott match. It's not because of Ruff or Swerve. It's because he was, Ruff was in a place with Gargano to give a shit about Ruff. That's the complaint Marsh has about Charlotte. Coming out of that, if it was Leon Ruff versus Charlotte, Leon Ruff doesn't look better. 
So Gargano's doing his thing. And at the end of the way, whatever Loomis is doing at them, Loomis is going to be better off for it. So I feel you. I get what you're saying. I just don't think that the title is designated for Loomis. I think a victory over Gargano is what's designated for Lewis. Gargano just so happens to have the North American title. With Reed being the number one contender, that does nothing for the Loomis storyline because Loomis doesn't want the North American title. He wants Indy Hartwell. He wants to beat Gargano. He doesn't want the title. Reed wants to show how great he is by, by getting championships, and rightfully so. So I would look at it more that way. I would definitely look at it more that way. But yeah, I've wanted Reed to win the title since, what was that, back in November? They did that ladder match, whatever that takeover was. Shouts to the dogs. It's that time of night over here on the East Coast. Chasing skunks and shit outside. We got a fence, though. It's all good. They just smell them. Let's see here. I'm starting to wear down again. Doing better than I did Saturday, though. So, shouts. Again, speaking of Saturday, no brunch with Bishop this Saturday. No Wednesday night war next week. Uh, the TW Takes family is taking vacation. We are leaving Friday night for our destination, and we will be back home the Tuesday before the Wednesday. But that Wednesday is our last day of vacation, and it is also Mrs. TW Takes' birthday. So, make sure on 5-5 you give her a shout-out. Uh, plus, Junior also has a baseball game. So, anyway, we uh, I'll, I'll be taking the next two episodes off, Saturday and Wednesday. And then we'll be back for brunch with Bishop on, uh, let me calendar check that. Saturday the 8th, we will return to our regularly scheduled program. Uh, I will also take some of the that 10-day leave to uh, try to coordinate some stuff and build the website again, get uh, get more products up. So we'll see. You know, never stop, never stopping. Uh, Shouts to Penelope Ford. Um, look, I'm only going to say this once. She is uh, She's definitely beautiful. She's just not my type. Let's put it that way. Uh, she has assets that I don't vibe with. But All right. Tony Storm, Zeta Ramirez, Bronson Reed, Austin Theory, Killing Dane Drake, Maverick uh, versus Imperium. All right. So commentary and Twitter analysts are trying to tell me that Drake Maverick is not sure of the allegiance that Killing Dane has to him, right? And I'm like, why? Why? Every time Imperium... Approaches, approaches Killian Dane, nothing happens. He tells them basically to go fuck off and nothing happens. He tells them that I don't need you, go away, nothing happens. So why are they worried about, why would uh, 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 Drake Maverick be worried about what Killian Dane's doing? Well, because he was off of TV for a couple weeks? Sure, okay, but he's never sided with Imperium across the board. So fun match, again, still holds true. Imperium could be special. Uh, keep them going. Keep them doing exactly what they do, and they'll be just fine. Ember Moon and Chatsy Blackheart were supposed to take on Aaliyah and Jessica Maya, and because they received the flowers, it's, it's again all right. So let's call it like we see it, right? And and keep keep our companies accountable. Terrible storytelling, right? Candice LeRae has never wanted Indy Hartwell to be with Dexter Lomas, but because of the whole flowers situation. Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell attack Shotzi Moon, Shotzi Moon, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, causing them not to be able to 
compete in the match. Because of the flowers. Candace has never supported this. So this means that Candace now supports it? I don't understand. But now we're getting a... What's it? A street fight. Between Candace LeRae and uh, uh, Indy Hartwell. And the tag champs, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. There's zero chance this match goes off without a Dexter Loomis thing. Has to be, right? Because I think that's the more important storyline. Now, I do like the fact that Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart are owning their characters and really pushing forward. I love that Robert Stone was like, yo, we won. What's up with the tag titles? Like, that was pretty funny. Um, Asia Smith definitely played it off um, phenomenally. She's a fantastic ref. I love everything she does out there. Um, But yeah, uh, that basically just led to the fact that we're going to get a street fight with them, which is dope. It's a little bit different than False Count Anywhere, right? Because they're allowed to use weapons and shit. Uh, But I guess False Count Anywhere you can too. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how all that sets up. It seems like they're going to be on the same week. Um, They're not going to compete with Blood and Guts that way. So I would assume coming out of, um, excuse me, coming out of next week's Tuesday episode that the one after that will be set up for uh, for pretty something pretty dope. Just in time, 211, the YouTube chat says, maybe the flowers were meant as some sort of encouragement for Indy Hartwell to take the women's tag titles. I don't know. I don't know, because I wasn't listening to what the card said, if a card said anything. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I think the flowers being there really didn't help me personally at all in any part of the story. I don't really understand why they were there. Period. So, um, I know they used them in the attack, but let's uh, let's close things out. We have MSK and Kushida versus LDF to close the show. Um, you know what? Real quick, let me jump into Adam Cole promo again. Um, okay, just in time, 211 says the card just said they were from Loomis. Well, that's what Frankie Monet said, right? Or did they read the card as well? Because if the card said they were from Loomis, but they weren't addressed to Indy, I find that pretty odd. They read the card. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't pay attention to everything, but thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Um, so MSK and Kushida versus LDF. Um, I'm going to say this, too. I'm watching a match, and I go, fuck, LDF is good. And I haven't felt that way since the the three-man that they did with uh, Fandango, uh, Tyler Breeze, and Swerve Scott. You know, every step of the way, they play their part. If I'm starting a wrestling organization, they're high on my list to bring in as a unit. They do everything well. If they're playing the adversary to carry and cross, great. If they're playing the badasses, it works well. Um, so shouts to LDF. They are fucking putting in the work. Legato Del Fantasma is fucking good. Really fucking good. And keep them together because I don't know their names. It's Santos Escobar and the other two guys. And they have a fantastic faction together. Uh, keep them together and keep it moving. They got the win over uh, MSK and Kushida, which was shocking because Monday night, the women who were tag champs and raw champ won. And they stood at the end of the match, belt held high. Well, at the end of the night, the show closed with LDF holding the Cruiserweight and tag titles in the air. It was a fucking hell of an optic, and I wouldn't mind seeing it coming. 
we have MSK who who came into NXT and they they're undefeated. They took everything that was in front of them. Well, put them up against LDF, have them lose the titles, build some adversity. Boom. Here we go. Sounds fantastic to me. Give it a shot. See what happens. Everybody's got to lose sometime, right? You you made Asuka lose for no fucking reason. So let's do it for them too. Have them build back up into something stronger. I'd love to see it. So let's see. Let's see where this goes. Uh, Kushida put the boots back on. I love everything he does. He's untouchable to me. I thought he was phenomenal in this match. I thought I thought everyone was. It was just a fantastic six-man match to, to give you wrestling entertainment. Nothing was gratuitous. Simple storyline. And going forward, now you're wondering... Can LDF hold all the gold? Can they win the Cruiserweight and tag titles? I don't see why not. So, alright, let's end it on that. Uh, this Chris Statlander, Penelope Ford match, uh, definitely did not win this battle of the Wednesday Night War. Um, it's clunky, to say the least. I will stop the stream, and I will also stop watching AEW. It is not doing it for me, um, but hey, if you fuck with AEW, keep fucking with AEW. Keep this, keep this program on TV, keep these wrestlers getting paid, because we need as much product out there as possible so all our performers can be on TV. I saw Andrade was going to wrestle Del Rio in Mexico, and people have a problem with that. Whatever. He's a bad dude. Want to become famous. Buy followers and viewers on whatever. Um, So there's a bot on Twitch asking me to buy followers. Uh, Nah, man. Go fuck yourself. I'm good. Uh, Even if you were my mom telling me to buy followers, I would tell you go fuck yourself. It's kind of my thing. Uh, Statlander won. Yeah, I'm not worried about being famous. I'm worried about being me. That's all I got. Um, I'll see y'all. What was that again? The 8th? May 8th? Let's let's all do our thing. Let's keep watching wrestling. Hold our companies accountable. And just enjoy this shit. You got shit talk to say? Bring it to the front door. If you get out of pocket, go to your side of the IWC. Because on this side of the IWC, we support each other. We talk shit. We have conversation, and at the end of it, we either agree or disagree. If you need to find out whether or not it's a terrible wrestling take, let me know. I'll let you know. Hit me up, twtakespodcast.com slash TWTs for merch. Got dope shirts. Got to put some other shit up there. I got coasters. I got pins. Got some other small things that I could send. Uh, Some stickers and shit. You know, just, just doing a normal podcast thing, man. Looking for some support over here, so... Shouts to Justin Time 211 for joining the chat. Shouts to popculturewrestling.com at popculturerez on Twitter. Popculturewrestling.com slash terrible wrestling takes. Oh, shouts to Justin Time 211. He's filling in for me. He's filling in for me. <laughs> yeah, March reached out. March Marsh reached out and said, uh, yo, can you do the fourth and the eleventh? And I told him, hey man, I'm on vacation, so I'm glad you're gonna be there. He said, uh, just in time, 2-11 is going to be on Wrestling on the Rocks on Tuesday. So, shouts. Shouts to Marsh and Justin going after it. I, I tell you, I was thinking about it tonight. I was like, you know, is uh, <laughs> is Marsh going to get 
get Justin for that day since me and Kev can't be there. So shouts, man. Awesome. Keep it going, man. Keep it going. Uh, The Nightmare Express. Really? So Cody has a bus. And it looks like the factory. Oh, jeez. There's another faction. Shouts to Justin Time says, shouts to me, shouts to TK. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, shouts to Key T- Shouts to TK, popculturewrestling.com, popculturewrestling.com slash terrible wrestling takes. That's where you'll find me. TWTakesPodcast.com slash TWTs for sure. TWTakesPodcast.com slash international for the Teespring site. Get you fulfillment to Europe. TWTakesPodcast.com for all audio platforms. Check me out. Like and subscribe to everything. I, I'm, I'll tell you, I, in the first 75, 80 episodes, I didn't ask for shit. And the, the outro still says it. Re, re, review if you do, rate if you feel. At the end of the day, I need as many likes and subscribes as possible across all platforms because that's the only way to build the brand. It's the only way to build and get sponsorship. So there's no Patreons necessary. There's no merch necessary. None of that shit. It all comes to you automatically. You get 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. You can start monetizing. You get X amount of followers on Twitch. They start throwing uh, ads in front of it. Okay? Every single ad gets you a little chunk of change. That's all I'm asking. Like and subscribe on all platforms that you use. Uh, even if you don't, like and subscribe on the platforms I got. TBTakesPodcast.com for all platforms check out the youtube link the twitch link like and subscribe on both leave me a review on the podcast platform that you use go over to anchor leave a review over there whatever you got to do man help me out and i'll continue to keep helping y'all out regardless so shout out to all the supporters listeners appreciate each and every one of you if i knew each and every one of you i would interact with each and every one of you that's what we do over here on our side of the iwc we give credit where credit is due Marsh, thank you for all the love and support. Mr. Red Fox, thank you for all the love and support. Graham, thank you for all the love and support. Justin Time to 11, thank you for all the love and support. Everyone else who I interact with on the, on the daily, thank you so much for the love and support. TBTakesPodcast.com, check me out for everything. I fuck with y'all. We out. So, with that being said, review if you do, rate if you feel. Follow me at TWTakesPodcast on Instagram and Twitter. Share your terrible wrestling takes via my pinned tweet. Email me, bishoptwtakes at gmail.com. Until next time.